This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food. Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified, not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery um, through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, but like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food or body image or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, and I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Uh, being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. Um, so that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. All right. Let's talk about exercise. Um, exercise is a pretty, I, I don't know, I want to say touchy subject among the um, eating disorder recovery field and space um, for, you know, a, mul a multitude of reasons. Um, I think you have to articulate like your, I don't know, your wording and your um, intentions around you know, what you're saying or doing when you talk about exercise, when it pertains to, you know, healing and recovering. Um, I like, I personally love to exercise. I, you know, after having a really shitty relationship with exercise for, you know, many years, um, I can like comfortably say now I'm at a place where, you know, my relationship with exercise is easily the best it's ever been. Um, and like part of me always like wanted to like kind of share and like talk about my like journey with exercise, um, which I like kind of have done in the past. But I just again, I always feel like it's exercise can be such a touchy subject and you want you just have to like articulate your words, you know, to like, you know, to perfection, basically, in order to like get the actual message that you want to get 
and get your point across um, without, you know, potentially like upsetting someone, which is pretty impossible to do these days or like just in general on the internet. Like you're not going to please everyone, which is taking me a while to learn. Um, but I think now I want to talk about exercise um, just because I, I feel like I just haven't talked about it in a while. And I think I'm now at a place, like I said, where like I know my relationship with exercise is very healthy because um, I know what an unhealthy relationship with exercise looks like you know, especially when it pertains to over-exercising, which leads into, at least for me, it led to binging and, you know, that horrible cycle of just binging, over-exercising to compensate, binge, rinse, and repeat. And it's just a horrible cycle that I just don't recommend for anybody. Um, so now that I'm, you know, at this point where I am now, I want to kind of just talk about certain, I guess, signs for me that just kind of showcase the improvement in my relationship with exercise and, um, just kind of, you know, comparing, not comparing, but like, I feel like I always say analyzing in my podcast intros, but just analyzing um, what I'm doing now that I was not doing before and how these things kind of showcase that my relationship with exercise is getting better and doing this in a way to show you that you can get to a better place with exercise if you love to exercise. Because, um, you know, I realized that you know, now I love exercising, but in the past I tricked myself into thinking I liked exercising just to, you know, burn extra calories or to look a certain way, like, or to hit a certain number on the scale. Like I, I tricked myself into thinking those reasons for exercising were good reasons and showed that I liked to exercise. And in reality, it was just, those reasons were just to, you know, fit a certain persona. Um, <clears throat> or now, things I do to, you know, when I exercise or like my, my reasoning behind exercise is at a state of my own well-being to feel better and not to look a certain way or to hit a certain quota, like just, just to enjoy, get those feel good endorphins from sweating and just like having, you know, a good time exercising. So I just want to talk about, you know, what, like how I view my relationship with exercise now and certain things that I notice about myself that I guess, proves that my relationship with exercise is healthy, like the healthiest has ever been. Um, and just to show that it really is possible to, to have a better relationship with exercise and just your overall body. Okay. So the first one, this, this one literally took me years to, to actually start doing and to really get used to. And that's actually taking rest days and I'm not talking like, like I used to, you know, count rest days as going on like five, six mile walks, you know, when in reality that wasn't a rest day, I wasn't actually resting my muscles and my body. Um, I was just telling myself, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a lower intensity exercise so that, you know, I'm, I'm resting, which, you know, it, <clears throat> it's not, I don't know. I don't want to, it's tough because everyone's, you know, views with exercise is different. And for some people, maybe a five or six mile walk really is a rest day. But knowing just I know for me in my old mindset, I was doing those walks as a way to, you know, just have an excuse to still exercise just to, you know, burn a couple extra hundred calories, because I was just so afraid of like actually resting for a whole day and like actually not doing any physical activity whatsoever. Um, so I was kind of using those, you know, long walks as an excuse as a rest day. Um, but now, when I actually need a rest day, I know it and I actually act on it and I will not, um, you know, be very physically active. You know, it's, it's tough if, if physical activity is like, so it's such like a habit in your life and you incorporate it, 
um, every day, it's definitely really hard to just not do that for a day, especially if you've had a tough, you know, history or relationship with food, um, body image, exercise, all that. It can be really difficult. And I'm not going to lie, like those first couple actual rest days, like they were really fucking hard. And um, I remember, and I, I made a TikTok about this, like one of the first times I took an actual rest day, I, I ended up binge eating. And it was because um, my, you know, I ate the way I normally would on this rest day, like not, you know, being active at all. I still ate the way I normally would, even if I were to be active, because you don't want to restrict yourself on days where you're not being active. Um, like you're, you should still eat the same amount, whether you're moving or not. Obviously, if you're moving a lot more than you're not, you should be eating a little bit more. But if you're not moving, you shouldn't restrict your, your body still needs, still needs a ton of food. Um, but <laughs> that day, that, that, that rest day I took, I ate the way I normally would and my brain tricked me into thinking that was overeating. Therefore it was telling me, Oh, well, you already screwed up. You already overate. You might as well go binge. And that's exactly what I did. I listened, I caved and listened to that voice and I binged. Um, so that right there, it was tough. So like it was, it's really hard at first to take actual rest days where you literally don't exercise. And it, it like, I think one of the hardest things to figure out was like, what am I going to do with all this time? Because the first couple of times, all I would really do is like, just sit there and like consume media and just not really do anything to, that was really, I guess, productive. I don't know. Like there are some days where like, just where you sit and just watch YouTube all day, it, it can be productive. Like if resting, if your intention is to rest, then watching Netflix all day is productive in that sense. Um, but for me, I know I couldn't do that every time I have a rest day just because my, my brain would just go insane. Um, like I need to feel accomplished in something and I knew it couldn't be exercise. So I started picking up things like reading. Um, reading is something I like reincorporated into my life this year, um, which I stopped doing for years. Just, I think, I really think it was just because like growing up in like school and everything, being like forced to read books, just, I always hated that. I never honestly really did it either. Um, <laughs> so like now, anytime I think of reading a book, I just automatically think of like being forced to read it. So I just, my motivation to read it, even though it is voluntary, even though it's going to be voluntary, voluntary, I, um, just in the back of my head, I just don't want to, cause I feel like I'm being forced, even though I'm not. Um, but I, you know, pushed back against that this year and started reading a couple books. Um, I read atomic habits. That book was really good. I, there's still so many tactics from that book that I use to this day, just to, just to build better habits for yourself. Um, I'm currently reading a book called Hyperfocus. It's actually right next to me right now. Um, it's just how to manage your attention in a world of distraction. It's basically just being more efficient with your time, um, you know, just dealing with distractions um, and just taking back control of your attention and, you know, improving your attention span because that's something that I have kind of struggled with is like having a really short attention span because part of my like I don't know, uh, job is social media. And that is, um, gotta be on your phone for that. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm kind of sidetracking right now. Um, so I just finding, you know, with these rest days, like finding things that are productive in your own mind, whatever that may be, that isn't exercise helps so much with, um, getting past these rest days without feeling guilty about not exercising. Cause that's also one of the hardest parts too, is, 
like you just feel so guilty for not exercising just because again your body's so accustomed to it you feel so accustomed to it um and you feel like if you don't work out you're gonna just gain all this weight and everything's just gonna go to shit and you're gonna lose all your progress and all, all that nature but it's just it's not gonna happen your body needs the rest like it your, your muscles and need to rest and recover to truly bring out the best of your physical self um and that, and that took me like i said it took me a long time to realize it took it took many um practice rest days i guess you can call them just to like just many repetitions of you know taking i think i took like right now i currently take at least one rest day a week sometimes two um just because my my body does crave movement but it's for the right reasons so i still try and be as active as as i can but when i have when i notice that my body's banged up and sore and tired and just fatigued i know that like that next day i'm gonna take a rest day and sometimes it can be tough especially when like i'm right now I'm, I'm i'm at school i'm on campus and you know a lot of some of my classes are you know mile walks away like over a mile walk away and obviously you know there and back is two that's two mile walk you know like that that's technically you know physical activity right um so i try and have my my rest days on weekend days if i can but like i said um just whenever i i feel like it's time to rest and relax and kind of reset and recharge and and, and, and another thing about these rest days too is that you feel so ready to just like go back into whatever activity you enjoy doing and i'll talk about that piece later like activity you enjoy doing but like you just feel so recharged and so ready to just get back to the to the grind of whatever you were doing um activity just because like you you did it you, or you didn't do it for a day or two and like now you missed it and it, it allows you to miss it um and you just go right back to it you feel so much better you feel just rejuvenated and you just feel ready to attack the day and yeah so rest days are highly important and like just overall like actually taking rest days i know it's so scary and it can be really just stressful and tough especially if you you know have a poor relationship with food and you feel like you're just gonna you know go off the rails if you have a if you have a rest day and don't exercise um, but just remember like you don't have to earn your food you, you don't you simply don't your body needs a shit ton of it uh just to sustain itself and its organs um and uh yeah, take rest days. I'm telling you, actual rest days. I look at look. They're gonna be tough at first, but at, the more you take them, the more you're gonna start enjoying them, and you're gonna learn so much more about yourself. You know, because like like I said, now I start reading. Part of me wants to start journaling, but I just right now I don't have the motivation for it. Um, I should start doing that, uh, but I don't know. I just I don't I don't know. Uh, maybe I will, but just find something that you think would benefit you that isn't exercise related, and you'll find more about yourself find out more about yourself and you'll feel ready to get back into activity the next day or whenever you decide to stop resting. So take actual rest days. So I mentioned it in the previous segment. So I guess I'll just, I'll talk about it now. And it's about doing activities that you actually enjoy doing for physical activity. Um, I know for me, when I was deep in, you know, to my disorder relationship with exercise and food, like I was so set on, like I would watch other people on like YouTube or social media or just get advice from other people about like what to do to, you know, to look a certain way um, and like what to eat and like how to do this. And I don't know, just to hit this certain body that I obviously could not sustain anyways. Um, but I, you know, at the time I thought I had a chance um, <laughs> and I had hope, but so, you know, I thought there was only like a certain way to exercise and to achieve these, you know, body goals. Um, so I would do these exercises that I just hated doing, like, like bro splits. I, I hate bro splits because 
they're just it's very stagnant and very boring to me like you do a set you you sit there for a minute do another set sit there for a minute you know it's just like rinse and repeat and it just feels you know i don't know just to me like look i get it like it's very like the results obviously show like like you will like you'll get results but just for me like that i just didn't enjoy doing that i i for me i like fast-paced high intensity uh workouts like crossfit style workouts i love those kind of workouts group environment everyone's going at you know different pace like it's just it's a it's a rapid fire like you just feel really good you sweat you feel good like i i love i I love workout styles like that i don't like you know like bro split style workouts you know obviously no shade anyone who does because they 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 do show crazy results but just for me it's not for me but i forced myself to do that when I was younger, just because I thought this was the only way to go. And this was the only way to see results. Just like how I used to think that uh, running was the only way to lose weight, which is like, it's, I, I, to this day, I still can't believe I was that um, uneducated on exercise and like thermodynamics. I thought, had no idea what a calorie deficit was. I just thought, oh, if you run, you'll lose weight. Um, yeah, that's just, no. <laughs> and I, and I hated running. I, I hated running, but I got up every day and forced myself to go to the gym and to run a couple miles, even though I hated doing it. But I thought in my head that was what I should be doing just because I've seen other people do it and they've, they've gotten results. And I thought that was the only way to do it. Um, and I lived like that for multiple years. And it was just really just it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. Um, fast forward to now, I strictly only do exercises that I like to do. For example, like I said, I love doing high intensity CrossFit style workouts. Feels so good. Feels feel good endorphins come flowing through. Group environment, it's it's amazing. Like I easily my favorite type of activity there is walking. I love walking so much. It is low intensity. You can listen to a podcast, listen to music, listen to just the fresh air and the birds. Like it's very peaceful. You can do it with other people. You can have a conversation. Like that's one of the best parts. You can actually talk to someone while you're walking, whereas running, it it's very difficult. Um, it's really relaxing. It clears my mind. I love it. Um, it's great. I also love playing basketball. It's the one sport I played growing up. Um, it's another form of like release for me. Like whether I'm playing by myself or playing with my friends um, or playing in leagues, competitions. Like I love playing basketball. It's great cardio. I feel really good. Like I said, I love to like feel that feeling of like getting sweaty and like just releasing these endorphins and you feel really good. Um, so I love those three things and that's really all I do. I don't force myself to, you know, sit there and I'll sit there. I don't force myself to get up and do these just really boring and bland workouts. I don't like doing just cause I think they're going to help me look a certain way. No, like I, I do the workouts I do now because they make me feel good about myself physically, mentally. They satisfy those needs. Um, it's great. Like I, I, I love to like wake up and like go crush a, a 16, 15, 16 minute CrossFit workout. Like I love it. Or I love going like today. I just played basketball with my friends for two hours. And like, it's one of those activities where you just get into like that flow state where you kind of just lose track of time. Like you blink and, uh, you've played six games and it's been, you know, two and a half, three hours. You're like, Holy shit. It's already, you know, it's, it's been three hours. And you just don't even know because you're having so much fun doing it. And that's like the best part about finding an activity you enjoy doing. Um, and you're doing it because it, you you want to do it and you enjoy doing it. You don't do it because you're going to lose weight if you do it or you're going to you know gain all this muscle if you do it. Like you do it because you enjoy to do it. And that's all that matters. That's also what's the most sustainable kind of exercise. Like 
I I just can't picture like 17 year old me still running on a treadmill every day, even though he hated doing it. I just can't picture it because I hated doing it. It's not sustainable. The most sustainable forms of physical activity are the ones that you actually enjoy doing. Um, and it takes a lot of experimenting to figure out what that is. But if you go in with an open mind and okay, and just go, okay, like I'm going to see if I enjoy doing this, whether that's like a sport, just any solo activity, you know, team activity, um, anything of that nature, like just going in with an open mind and think about what you actually like doing. Cause that's going to be the most sustainable. And that's where you're going to like, that's where you're going to have that feeling of, okay, I'm, there's true growth and healing here from this disordered experience with exercise that I'm going through. There's actual healing here because I'm doing this exercise that I love to do and I'm losing track of time while doing it. And I'm not looking at my watch to see how many calories I'm burning doing this, but I'll, I'll talk about that one next. Cause that hope, oh, man, that was a big struggle of mine for a while. Uh, I'll talk about that one next, but you're doing these exercises because you want to actually want to do them. And that's, that's why they're so great. And you look forward to doing them and you feel so good after like, it's, it's an unmatched feeling. And like I said, it takes a long time to get there, but when you figure out the activities you actually like doing, it's like a whole nother world opens up for you. And you just, like, you just can't believe that you even were forcing yourself to do these other types of activities that you just clearly didn't like and you clearly dreaded and, you know, would look at the watch, your watch, see what time it was every other minute to see, you know, if you're getting closer to being done, like it's, it's horrible. It's truly horrible. Um, so finding activities you love to do is just, it's an unmatched feeling. And I hope you, you, if you already, if you don't have them, I hope you find them because it, it really is an absolute just revelation <laughs> with exercise. All right. So again, going back to something I talked about in the previous segment, um, Apple Watch, Apple Watch, or just any sort of Fitbit, fitness tracker, um, anything of that nature um, when it comes to exercise. This, this was always a tough one for me. I got my Apple Watch. I've, I have a whole, I think, I, yeah, I have a whole episode on Apple Watch, like my experience with my Apple Watch. Um, I got mine for my 18th birthday. Um, this was, I got it like coming off of a year where my relationship with exercise and food was like really good. Uh, I got it like right after I graduated high school and, you know, my senior year of high school is one of the best years I've had in terms of food and exercise. So I got this, I got the watch, you know, right after that year ended for my birthday. Um, and it quickly became an obsession. Like when I figured out how cool it was, you could like track how many calories you burn in a day. Um, and how many steps you get in a day and how many minutes you exercise that quickly became an obsession like it does for a lot of people. Um, and I, you know, forced myself to work out to hit, you know, the move goals and the stand goals. I, I think I've talked about, talked about this before, but I literally remember my, my freshman year of college, I had a geology lecture from 940 to 11. Uh, and I remember it was so like, so it was from 940 to 11, you're sitting for the entire hour of 10 o'clock because it's 9 42 11. So you're sitting that whole hour. And I remember getting so anxious and nervous that I wasn't going to get, wasn't going to get the stand hour for 10 o'clock because I was sitting in this lecture the whole time. Um, and it would like drive me insane. Every class I was like in my head, I was like begging for my professor to like end the class early so I can get up and like walk around for a minute and get that stand hour. Looking back now, I probably should have just like gone to the bathroom mid lecture, but you know, it was my first semester of college. I was nervous. I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about college at the time, but I just remember being so nervous 
and like anxious that I wouldn't get this one stand hour. And like, it just goes to show how much these watches like control our lives. Like I, I remember too, like again, freshman year of college, first semester, uh, I worked in the dining hall, which to this day was the worst job I've ever held in my entire life. Um, it was miserable. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, but with this job, I walked around a lot. So every shift I would not, I don't know about every shift, but every so often I would start, I would start a walk like on the watch. I would start an, an indoor walk and I would keep this walk going my entire four hour shift. And I would end up walking like, I don't know, like seven miles in that shift. And I would just feel like so accomplished and like so excited that like I just walked seven miles. And like every time I do it, I would try to like beat it. Uh, like beat the distance from my prior shift and it was just a whole obsession and it was just stupid and again it goes to show how much of an obsession these you know devices have on us so fast forward to today I still wear my Apple watch um, I think it's still a very useful tool you just have to be careful <laughs> you have to be really careful not to fall in fall in or fall back into in my case fall back into these traps and just these little like because you get so many hits of dopamine from these watches so like what i did is i turned off all notifications you know when it comes to like hitting my those those goals like the the stangle move goal exercise goal i turned all those off um i turned off like the you've hit like the seven weeks or seven workouts in one week like all those like achievements i've turned those off just for no sense of motivation whatsoever just shutting them off because I still love the watch. Like, it's really nice having all my phone notifications go right to my watch first. I love that feature. Um, you know, tapping through music is a lot easier. It's just like, it's a very useful device. But, and, and I still, you know, when I work out, I will still track my workouts, but I'm not <laughs> dependent on it. Like, I remember, I, I still, like, it's just, oh my, and it, it is nice to know that I'm not the only one who, who did things like this, but um, I literally would, like, if I was going for a walk, outside i would start the workout inside like i would start it when like i left my room instead of like waiting to like go outside just because i want to get those like 10 extra steps and like that one tenth of a mile or one one hundredth of a mile difference like i just wanted that little extra this that extra distance um and then those extra steps it's just it's just the craziest things man and like i i used to go so insane when the heart rate wasn't working like if i was just doing something really intense like a really high intensity exercise and like my heart rate should be really high and therefore i'll burn more calories when the when the when the heart rate meter wasn't working and it wasn't loading to that really high number i would get so frustrated it's like oh my god like these calories like i, I need to get these these calories right on the watch but in reality i still essentially burn them yeah no i burn them regardless it's just like the watch isn't updating which is fine like now i understand it's so minuscule and something that that helped me a lot with um with this is you know thinking like okay like if you ask me how many steps i got three days ago there's no way i can tell you like it, there's just no way it, it's 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 the same analogy i do with food like tell me everything you ate you know 15 days ago today like you can't you you don't remember um it's same thing with the apple watch like i don't remember i don't remember how many minutes of exercise i got on september 7th i have no idea yeah i can go back and look but i don't want to and i don't need to because it's so insignificant like who am i doing this for what am i doing this for i'm not competing against anybody this isn't like making me money it's not you know there's really no point you're just really going against yourself um but i don't know it's, it's just so pointless so that helped me out a lot and 
you know, I, I now, again, fast forwarding to now, I know that I'm in a better place with my Apple Watch because there are times where I simply forget to wear it when I'm going to exercise and I look down and I'm like, holy shit, I forgot my watch and I've already been walking for 40 minutes and like, you know, I didn't even bat an eye and I feel really good about that. And, you know, I'm not like frantically panicking that I'm like these calories I'm burning aren't going to count for some reason, but even though they still do, but that's not even the whole point. It's just, ah, oh, these, these watches, like these, these devices really take control of our whole lives. Um, and it's just like, once you kind of understand like that you have so much more control or once you stop letting this, this watch or this Fitbit control you, you really take a step back and understand that, oh my God, I was like really deep into this for literally no reason. For virtually no reason like like i i literally couldn't go a day without you know hitting this move goal and if i didn't i thought like like going back to the first point of rest days if i didn't hit this move goal i thought my i was gonna lose all my progress but it's like well what progress you know it's just like i don't know it's it's such a it's such a slippery slope with these devices um so you have to if you're gonna wear one please wear them with the right intentions. Don't, don't wear one to, you know, see how many calories you can burn in a day or see how many steps you can get in a day. Um, use them for the right reasons. Cause they, they are really useful tools. I'm not going to lie. Like they are really useful. Like, you know, sophomore year of college, my, I had an assignment in my first ever nutrition class. I transferred into the nutrition major, my sophomore year, my first, like the, my intro to nutrition class, the lab had us, um, it's funny looking back how low key kind of like just a disorder this was, but it, they had us um, track our steps for the week. Cause like the entire semester was pretty much us gathering uh, data onto ourselves. And then we had this like one final project at the end, uh, but they had us track our steps on a Fitbit that they gave to us, but we got extra credit if we had an Apple watch uh, and could use it and track our steps on our Apple watch too. So I got extra credit for that. So I don't know. Apple watches and Fitbits and all that can be, you know, uh, like I said, they can be really useful. Like I said, I still use mine, but not to the extreme, not, not to the point where I rely on it or it emphasizes my mood or impacts how I feel about myself because that's just not worth it at all. Um, so if you're going to wear the watch, wear it mindfully and don't stress too much about it if you don't hit a certain goal because, again, what does it really matter? Really, think about it. What does it really matter? Okay, the fourth and final, um, I don't know, improvement I've discovered upon myself when it comes to exercise and healing my relationship with it has to do with the scale. I feel like I haven't talked about the scale in a long time, um, which is, I guess, a good thing. <laughs> uh, currently, I don't know, random update for myself. I'm currently, well, today's November 21st when I'm recording this. So that means I am six months six months and three days without weighing myself, which is crazy. And, and I weighed myself twice in the last 10 months, which is insane. That's because I used to, I used to weigh myself every day, if not multiple times a day. And I want to talk about this in this segment when it pertains to exercise. Um, so that's, that's cool. I don't know. It is, it's really freeing. It is, it is really freeing. And the only time I got weighed on was in May. It was because I had a doctor's appointment. So that was the only reason why. Um, and I, that number didn't phase me at all, which is great. Um, that's cool. But so when it comes to weighing yourself with exercise, I like, I, I realize I'm now at a better place with exercise because I'm not weighing myself before or after and or after I exercise because I used to do both. So basically I used to 
like before I exercised, I would weigh myself. And then after I would weigh myself. And I remember, you know, because this is also when I was 16, 17, I knew nothing about exercise, nothing about nutrition, nothing, nothing about water loss, electrolytes. I knew nothing. So when I would weigh myself after my workout and I would be heavier than when I was before, I would be like so confused, not really factoring in the fact that I just chugged like 40 ounces of water uh, and water weight is a thing. And, um, I ate after and I would just, I was like, wait, but like I worked out, like, shouldn't I be lighter right now? I would be so confused. And that would, uh, lead me to work out even more. Cause I thought I like fucked up or something. And like, it's just a whole stupid cycle. And it, I, I really, like I said, dating back to the, or going back to the first segment I had, like I, I was working out for the wrong reasons. I was working out to hit a certain number on the scale. And that's, if you do that, you're just never going to be satisfied. This is when it comes to all things with the scale, but you're never going to be satisfied. And you're just going to constantly feel like shit. And you're going to go to these stupid extremes and do you know all these things that you think are going to make you feel better, but they don't. They make you feel worse. And you don't want to get yourself too involved with those. Because um, the more you do it, the harder it's going to be to get out of those habits. Um so like I said, now, again, fast forwarding to now, I think I've said that in every single segment so far, but fast forwarding to now, I, like I said, I weigh myself twice in the year 2022. And I used to do that. I used to weigh myself. I, that is crazy. I used to weigh myself more in a single day than I did all of this year. That's, that's wild. Um, a little self achievement there, but, but yeah, man, it, please do not work out to hit a certain number on the scale, please. It, it is it is not worth it. It is, it is really not. You're just going to really push yourself to exhaustion. You're going to fatigue yourself. It's going to affect what you eat, how much you eat, or how little you eat, honestly. Um, and it, it, it's just a recipe for disaster. It's going to be so hard to break. Like I remember just it, it being so hard to like not weigh myself for a day when I was working out because I wanted that dopamine hit. Like When you see the number on the scale go down, it's like literally a hit of dopamine and you're just like, Oh man, like this is, this feels good, but your mind immediately goes to, okay, what's next? Like what, how can I make this number lower so I can get that dopamine hit again? And then my mind obviously would, would revert to exercising and doing as much exercise as possible. Um, and it, it, it was horrible, strictly horrible, miserable even, <laughs> um, so please just, if you're going to, if you're going to exercise, like I said, like the, the, I guess the, the, the take home message is just, if you're going to exercise, exercise for the right reasons. Um, because that's like the exercise is supposed, exercise is good for you. It's good to move. Like our bodies are meant to move, but you, you have to move with intent of doing it to feel good, not to look a certain way, uh, not to eat that extra slice of pie on Thanksgiving. I'm saying that because Thanksgiving is coming up in three days. Um, none of that. Like you, you exercise to feel good about yourself, to get those endorphins, to feel mentally better, to feel physically better. Um, and that's why you should exercise. And it's taken me years to get to this point where I am now, where I know I'm exercising for the right reasons and the right reasons only. Um, so it's going to take time. But I think like just the fact that you're even – contemplating improving your relationship with exercise um that's a great start and you're gonna make it like you're gonna get to a point where like you feel great about your relationship with exercise like you will get there if you have that mindset that you're gonna change and change for the better you will get there it's just gonna take time i think it you know it's it's what 2022 it's taken me 
five years to to get where I am now. It's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of downs, but the ups make it so much more worth it. And that goes in all things in recovery from anything, um, food, any other mental illness. I don't know anything. It it's the ups or yeah the ups. Wait no, the downs make the ups so much more worth it. Is what I'm trying to say. And then over time, you're gonna have way more ups than downs. So it's like it's it's a win. Um, so yeah, that's my take home message exercise for the right reasons. Cause like I said, I love to exercise, but I used to think I did, but it was for the wrong reasons, but now I know I do for the right reasons. So if you're going to exercise, exercise with the intent to do it, to feel good about yourself, not to look a certain way or to eat a certain food or to hit a certain number on the scale. No, do it to feel good about yourself. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby Podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible Um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this, this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this because I know there were times I felt alone. So, um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.